It's a rock fever right here on your classic metal show. Some rainbow featuring that uh, faggot in the chat room. <laughs> Jackal played on that? <clears throat> yeah. Was that guy wearing his dumb pilgrim hat when yeah. he played that song? The, the pilgrim hat. <laughs> How weird is it that a dude who's 60 something years old has so many pictures of Richie Blackmore? Yeah, it's it's definitely odd. It's very, it's a little strange. You know, there's there's people with child porn, and then there's Jackal with Richie porn. Yeah. Just sitting there, rubbing one out, squirting one out, trying to come on the buckle. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he does. He puts it, he blows up the picture on his screen and jerks his dick, and right when he's about to come, he tries to aim and, you know, do the the pinch of the head so that it fucking aims just right to squirt on the fucking buckle of the hat every once in a while it gets to come dripping down richie's face on the monitor and jackal just smiles because sorry richie didn't mean to get you in the eye just gets a smile on his face and goes now you see what i did there right richie (laughs) knocking on your face door right sure am (laughs) hey i'll call you're on the air Hail and kill, boys. It's T.J. James calling. Hey, it's the official T.J. James. What's going on, Tim? Right. Well, I've actually rung in for a few things, and I've rung in for some advice from two professional radio DJs. Oh, boy. All right. Well, hit us with it, Tim. Okay. First things first, I saw Kip Winger this week, and it was for the first time in 30 years, and all I can say is, that guy's amazing. Now, was he solo or was this with Winger? No, it was, was solo acoustic. Okay. Did oh, you... Hold on. Hold Neely. on. All right. Oh, go ahead, Neely. Go ahead, Neely. No, I was just going to say he's out there just playing some solo shows, acoustic, that he's touring uh, several cities in uh, Australia then? No, he well, he, he came out because of the Melodic Rock Fest. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Thing that, the same the same thing that Ron Keel was involved in. Okay. Enough's enough, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So, well, stop, stop yeah, there, so, Tim. Stop there, Tim, because I want to hear yep. about this Melodic Rock Fest because I've, I've read everything online and it looks like it was an absolute clusterfuck like so many festivals. So you were there. I saw that half the bands canceled and it was can't scroll down from three days to one day. So what, as a ticket buyer, what did you experience? I didn't go to the Melodic Rock Fest. Oh, you didn't go to that? No, it was in Melbourne. Kip, okay. Kip's show and, and Ron Keel's show, they came to Sydney. All right. Did, did you meet either one of them? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. I actually, I actually didn't end up going to Ron Keel, but, um, but yes, I met Kit Winger on Wednesday night. Okay, so you didn't see Ron then? No, I didn't see Ron. Okay. No. Um, because of there's some other concert tickets and I couldn't afford to go to Ron as well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, he was he was absolutely outstanding, and I mean the guy the guy just went from like so went from musicals to classical music to arena rock. I mean the guy, you know. The guy's the musician's musician, really. And um, it was just outstanding. But the second question I have for you 
Um, I don't know any of these promoters personally, but should I, should I, oh, just on what Chris said, um, Kip did talk about the melodic rock fest from stage. Mm-hmm. And he did say that um, he had been treated extremely well by that promoter. And then said, everything you're reading online is a bunch of, a bunch of crap. Because he said, I've, I've been treated ridiculously well. So he did say that. Okay. Um, he said, what, whatever you've read, it's just not true. Okay. okay. All right. Fair enough. So that's, what, that's what he said. I mean, you know, um, I know, I know from online, as Chris would know, they had to change the venue and some bands pulled out, but that's all I know. Um, I was never like, going to go to that because it's in Melbourne, and I had right. to I had to had a gig that night anyway. Um, but what I was going to ask you is in relation to Dokken, if I if I sent there's a couple of promoters that are bringing out these types of bands here, if I sent them a, a you know message online um, to say that. Um, if they were interested in bringing Dokken out, I could probably hook them up with somebody like you. Would that be a good thing? Well, it's not me. I don't deal. I don't deal the band business. I mean, Dokken does have a, uh, you know, has an agent, ARM Entertainment. All they have to do is get a hold of them. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's what I'll do. And the other question I have for you, fellows, is a potentially um, significant opportunity happened for me this week. I'm going to be on a radio show, which is the top rating breakfast show in Sydney. And um, we're gonna, it's going to be pre-recorded on the 2nd of April. Oh, not a pre-record. I wouldn't do it. Oh, yeah, pre-record. pre-record. And they've, they've asked me to, because I've been sending out press releases with the Cerebral Palsy Alliance, etc., etc., They've asked me to come in and play and be interviewed, um, and it's the number one rating breakfast show in Sydney. It's an audience of over half a million people. Um, and I was wondering if you guys had it, had any advice for me as professional radio DJs. Yeah, do it. <laughs> How's that? Do it. Get get the exposure to half a million people. Yeah. Yeah. Pluck, anything else you pluck. could say? You got you got a website, right, Tim? Like a real website, not just oh Facebook. Yeah, of course, of course. Hey, plug the shit out of that. Plug the shit out of your fa- yep. out of your actual website, and you know what, dude? Go on and have a good time, man. Trying to plan, trying to make some kind of grand plan on how you're going to do it to to you know optimize it the most. You're going to end up being stiff, and you're going to end up sucking. And Lord knows you're stiff enough anyway with that fucking disease of yours. So, you know. And, and everyone everyone knows that I've done my fair share of sucking in my time. Exactly. <laughs> now, that would be good radio if you just, in the middle of it, you just stood up and just said, hey, come over here and let me suck your cock. <laughs> now, that would make national news, Tim. I'll tell you what, Tim. Here's what you do, seriously. No, no kidding around. Right in the middle of your performance, you just say, "Hey, can I have a hand job and an orange soda?" Oh no, that's another bit. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, 
I could go into my McDonald's employee of the month story. Yeah, there you go. Let me tell you guys a story about when I was on another radio show. <laughs> I was hiding in the bathroom so my wife wouldn't hear me saying horrible things about sucking cock. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just. Yeah, I'll, I'll listen listen to that advice. Just try to be as cool as possible. Yeah, just go over there and enjoy. Yeah. Just just enjoy yourself. Don't don't be all tense and you know trying to do something out of the out of the ordinary. Just be yourself. You know what, Tim? It, yep. It's and and I'm going to sound all faggy here, but whatever. You 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 recorded a record that I know you're proud of. So go over there and, and fucking promote it. Be proud of it. Just go on there and yeah. you know. Play the songs, play whatever song they play going in, play something acoustically if that's what they're going to let you do, plug the shit out of your website yep. so that people can see that where you play and stuff, and, you know, plug the plug plug the fact that you're tied in with the Cerebral Palsy Foundation, and um, and whatever comes from it, dude, you're, you're not going to become Adele because you do some interview in Australia, so just fucking do your thing, have fun, take it as a great life experience, and be happy. Yeah, I'm already happy. It's already good, but you know, I know you guys are on my side, so that's why I'm asking the question. Yeah, anyway. dude, there, there's nothing. There's no. There's no advice to give you other than go on, sing your songs. You know, have them play your shit and and enjoy it. You know, trying to go in and and capitalize on it or something is just going to end up with you sucking because you'll go in there all tense yep. and you won't play well yep. and you'll stutter all over yourself talking. And then they'll edit it down to a minute and a half, or, or they won't use it. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. So just, yeah. just well, go in and have fun, maybe, man. Maybe, maybe I'll jerk off before I come the air. I, absolutely. <laughs> or for you, that's just holding your dick and waiting, right? And your hand just automatically fucking starts twitching. <laughs> I want to join the handy capable. Hail and kill. <laughs> Nice throwback from last week. Yeah, I, I noticed. <laughs> so funny. The handy cables. <laughs> that was pretty funny last week. <laughs> oh, all right, Tim. Well, good luck. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah. I was supposed to interview Tim last week, but needless to say, a little something happened in the world that took my time. What? I know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna actually do a, a straight up serious interview with Tim in the next week or so. All right, do something because look, Tim, as much as we bust his fucking balls, and we certainly bust Tim's balls, Tim is is a favorite on the show, right? Of mine and yours, sure. I know some of the fans fucking hate him. I don't care. I think Tim's awesome, and I'm happy for him that he's getting these opportunities. You know, and, and, and the record, you know, is it something I listen to every day? No, but it, it's listenable. Yeah. It's okay. I'm, I like his other record better. I think the, the other one had a little more raw edge. Than yeah, the I, I thought the same thing, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's kind of like Red Rain. They smoothed out their sound, too. I like their old stuff better than when it got overproduced. Same thing. Hail and Kill Caller, you're on the air. Hi, this is Jace Longroom from Seattle, Washington. Hey, what's going on there? Oh, not much. I'm just uh, trying to get away from the coronavirus. And how, and how are you accomplishing that? Uh, by staying inside the house and not contacting with idiots. All right. And listening to us, right? 
Yeah, I'm just um, I just got through a few records from uh, last week. So um, right now I got this record in particular. I just want you to know what it is and tell me what you think of it. Okay, right. what is it? He's playing us a record, Chris. Hmm? He's playing a record for us. Is that Axel F? That's what I am ice. That's what it sounds like. All right. Jason, you're going to have to step it up here, buddy. I'm not going to sit here and listen to your turntable. Out. All right, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to have you sit there and play a record over the over the phone. And out. Come on. Next. Come on. All right. Uh, apparently, this virus, mm-hmm. if you dare mention the origins of it. Okay. Apparently, it's racist if you mention where it came from. Well. There you go. Isn't everything racist? Everything's racist, even a virus. There you go. A virus is now racist. So if you uh, if you can track this uh, coronavirus, Mm -hmm. and is that would that be considered a hate crime? I would think it is, of course, because it's uh, it's a virus from a foreign land attacking you and your immune system. That's right. That a hate crime? I I would think so. Well, apparently, uh, you know, mentioning where the virus came from is is a uh, is racist if you mention it. Okay, who's saying this? Senior Republican uh, figures are facing backlash over an apparent effort to label the COVID nineteen as a Chinese coronavirus. Okay, as China accused some of the U.S. politicians of disrespecting science in order to stigmatize the country. Would you stop? (laughs) Just stop. Kevin McCarthy and the House Majority Leader and Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, are among those to add a geographical marker to the coronavirus in recent days. Mm -hmm. Pompeo called the virus the Wuhan coronavirus on Friday referring Mm -hmm. to the Chinese city where the outbreak started. And McCarthy used the term Chinese coronavirus on Monday when he tweeted out a link to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention and the federal agency that had led the U.S. effort to fight the virus. Was CERT called the Chinese Emergency Response Team? (laughs) The CDC website specifically avoids the phrase... When talking about the COVID-19, the novel strain of coronavirus at the heart of the global outbreak, other Republicans, including Senator Tom Cotton and Representative Paul Gosar, who is in self-quarantine, have used similar terms. Okay. China reacted furiously on Monday with a spokesman from the foreign ministry criticizing the u.s elected officials mm, how, how did they react furiously did they shake their finger at them i'm assuming it was typing in all caps yeah they were that furious all caps with four exclamation points right despite the fact that the world health organization has officially named the novel type of coronavirus Certain American politicians disrespecting science and the uh, WHO decision jumped at the first chance to stigmatize China and Mm. Wuhan with it. 
Well, then let's just call it the Kung Flu. Yeah. I, for God's sakes, there's no there's no racial component to Kung Flu, is there? Apparently not. I, I'm for Kung Flu. Right. I like that name. Kung Flu. Kung Flu. Yeah. And now everybody is Kung Flu fighting. Right, exactly. <laughs> They're sitting at home and dying. Exactly. We condemn this despicable practice, said Gang Shung. We lost grandma. She's dying. Yeah. Because she wasn't kung flu fighting. Exactly. <laughs> Republicans attempted to, to associate the uh, virus overtly with China repeats a common theme of associating epidemics with certain countries, such as in 1918 influenza pandemic being branded the Spanish flu. Hmm. How dare you mention where it came from? How dare you? That's uh, racist of you to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm just out of line here. Yeah. But we quite literally have the whole world on hold over this thing. Yes. And we're worried about name calling. Yes, we are. That's more important. Why don't you, Prime Minister... Wu Manchu or whatever your fucking name is. <laughs> that's racist for you to make up a good. name that sounds Chinese. Good, good, King Pao, because I don't really give a shit. <laughs> you know, fuck you. Stop worrying about what, what some dumb politician in the States is calling it. Who cares if we're mad at China or not? Just fucking fix it. Be like Bernie Sanders. It's China. Yeah, be like like Bernie in China. <laughs> fix it, King Fu. Kung Flu fuckface. Fook Foss, fix the shit. Yes. My God. Academics have warned the practice leads to stigma and racism. And the World Health Organization sent a memo to governments and media organizations at the end of February urging people not to use the term Wuhan virus or the Chinese virus or the Asian virus. Haven't we really, I mean, really, we've narrowed it down to starting in Wuhan, China, right? It did. So CDC or who was it? The world, the WHO? Yeah, world the, the World Health Organization. Yeah. How about this, WHO? Fuck you. Yeah. Just fucking fix it. Yeah. Worry about what your scientists are doing, yeah, not what some fucking cocksucker is doing in the news. Yeah. Let's not worry about political on? correctness here. Stop worrying about fucking Twitter, you ass fucks. <laughs> How about you fix this goddamn disease? Right. Fucking cocksuckers. Government, citizens, media, key influencers, and communities have an important role to play in preventing and stopping stigma surrounding people from China and Asia in general. Fuck stigma. How about stopping the goddamn spread of this shit so we can go back to work? Well, because feelings are more important than actually no. actual uh, health uh, issues. They're not. I'm going to be honest. You can call it the fucking whatever you want to call it. Nigger faggot virus. I don't care. Just solve it so we can go back to work. Right. You know, who started it, where it came from? No one gives a shit. What is that going to? Okay, let's just say for the sake of argument, it is now called Chinese gook virus. <laughs> okay, let's go all the way. Slope gook yellow skin virus. Right. Now that we have slope skin yellow yellow skin virus you know what difference does that make yeah hillary clinton what difference 
Well, what difference does it make? It doesn't make any difference. It makes no difference whatsoever. So fucking shut up. No one cares. Well, here here's the heart of the article right here. Okay. The branding fits neatly with Donald Trump's anti-China rhetoric. It's on him now? Yeah. It's it's of course it's Trump. An ongoing trade war, however, as Democratic Congressman Ted Lieu pointed out in a tweet referring Ted to Lou. Trump as the president of the United States, the president said one reason the president said and his enablers failed to contain the viruses due to the myopic fo- focus on China. So it's Trump's fault that the virus isn't contained. Is it? Yeah. That's a good one. The virus was also carried into the U.S. from other countries and the U.S. travelers calling it Chinese coronavirus is scientifically wrong and as stupid as calling it the Italian coronavirus. (laughs) Didn't start in Italy. It started in Wuhan, China. Yeah. My God. People are just idiots. Just idiots, man. See where the focus is? Everybody is so afraid of feelings. It's it's ridiculous. Everything's man. feelings. Mm. I I just can't. I hate the world. I hate the world. Everybody in it is a fucking idiot. Yep. How about how about the Hong Kong flu? Remember that? Yeah, it's a great show. I used to watch it every Saturday no, not, morning. Not Hong Kong Fui. Oh, <laughs> Hong Kong flu. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I don't remember it. No, the Hong Kong flu. I don't remember that. Who uh, cares? Yeah, but but my point is, is that there was no issue with all the news media's out there talking about the Hong Kong flu. No, of course not. I, I believe that was like either late seventies or early eighties when that was a concern. Yeah, but it's over now. <laughs> you know, that nobody cares. How about That's- how about West Nile virus? Yeah, no one no one was worried from the Amazon or wherever that yeah, would be. Yeah, the Nile. Yeah. Yeah. No de- one yeah. shit about that. Yeah. De- yeah, denial is just is not a river in Egypt, okay? Yeah, pal. <laughs> I, I just can't deal with people anymore, dude. I, I can't. I hate them all. I, I hate them all. I want nothing to do with any of them. None of them anymore. Right. Well, apparently this uh, virus is also taking uh, its toll on the sex trade. Good, good. Uh, According to, uh, you know, reports in the epicenter of America's uh, coronavirus outbreak, sex workers are one of the first groups making adjustments. (laughs) Okay. They're making adjustments. They sure are. Every porn I watch, they make adjustments all through the movie. Right. (laughs) Some have started taking their temperature every morning and asking their clients to do the same. Hey, did you take your temperature today? Okay, I guess you could fuck me then. (laughs) Hey, pal. I know you're hot for me, but how hot exactly? Exactly. What was your temperature? What was your temperature when you left the house this morning? 99.1. Get out of here. Yeah. Do you believe that? No, I don't. It's like I took my temperature today. Are you shitting me? You know, when's the last time you took your temperature to decide if you could fuck? 
Uh, others have instituted a no kissing policy. Oh well. Well, there's n- nothing better than making out with a hooker. Yeah. After she just sucked the last guy's dick. <laughs> <laughs> those who can afford it, uh, to those who can afford to, are setting up webcam sites or leaving the city entirely. Okay. <laughs> Still, the sex industry in Seattle has seen an unprecedented, I mean, unprecedented, unprecedented <laughs> coll- collapse in demand. There's a lot of collapse in demand. It's unprecedented. <laughs> making, making workers worry that they'll be unable to pay the rent and potentially more likely end up in unsafe situations out of desperation. In other words, they'll have to suck their landlord's dick because they couldn't suck the other guy's dick because he had a fever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Indoor sex workers said regulars have started sending cancel sending cancellations. They got they got <laughs> yeah. they got standing appointments. Hello. Yeah. I I need to cancel my one fifteen pussy. You know. Uh, can we reschedule that for two weeks from now when right. the corona's over? Yeah, I gotta reschedule my four thirty dick sucking. Yeah. Can can I can I get that that blowjob tomorrow night instead of tonight? I got a little bit of the flu. I woke up today. I got a little bit of a fever, but I'm sure I'll be fine by three o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Could I move my appointment to three o'clock tomorrow? Got a little bit of a fever, and I couldn't find any toilet paper to buy, so we're gonna have to cancel my ass eating until next week. Funny, they got they got standing appointments. They got they're getting cancellations. Well, that that could be Ozzy Ace at the at his um, you know, whore palace that he goes to. <laughs> his whore palace, whatever that place was called, the whore palace or right. whatever. Uh, indoor sex workers said regulars have started sending cancellations and new inquiries have dried up entirely, just like your pussy's going to. <laughs> it's going to dry up from overheating, right? <laughs> Street-based sex workers say customers have all but evaporated. Well, yeah, because what is there any industry more than hookers that are known for fucking giving you fucking diseases? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not even trying to shit on, on on hookers in the street. You know, it's it's I I don't have a problem with them doing that job, but Lord knows when you hear about catching. AIDS or syphilis or gonorrhea or whatever. Where's the most likely place you hear about it? Hookers. Yeah. Or the, or the asses of gay men. Well, yeah, but you know, I'm talking about regular human beings. (laughs) I'm already seeing women in danger of moving into homeless encampments or losing custody of their kids. Yeah. My mom's a hooker. There's no woman that that throws that pussy around that should ever have to worry about being homeless. Right. There's always some desperate fuck face that'll, you know, that'll trade, trade a room for pussy. Right. Of course. Depending on how you look, it might be Aiken IT guy. Yeah. You know, I got, I got a spare room. If you got some fucking pussy to throw at me. Right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Susanna Myers, a Seattle-based escort who also does outreach and community organizing. All of the sex workers quoted in this article are using pseudonyms due to the fear of law enforcement attention. 
Yeah, because law enforcement doesn't have anything better to do right now. Yeah, to chase down a, a hooker who's uh, looking for uh, work. A ho- uh, an almost homeless hooker. Yeah, isn't that an oxymoron right there? An almost homeless hooker. Yeah. Isn't that how they all end up with their pimps? Because they're fucking almost homeless. Yeah. Well, I like I like the fact that earlier in the article, yeah, they referred to uh, the indoor hookers and then the street level hookers. Oh yeah, there's a difference. I know, but that's just funny. How do you how do you transform from one to the other? Does it is it due to aging or is it due to like drug addiction or what do you think? I think one's a promotion. Well, yeah, if you if you go from street level to indoor, yeah, and you take appointments, yeah. Although, although I don't think I don't think very many go from street level to indoor. They go from indoor to street level. They go from street level to found in a ditch usually. (laughs) They don't usually upgrade, right? Once you hit the streets, that's usually pretty much it. Yeah, you're you're pretty much almost at the bottom rung. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For single moms or people working to keep their heads above the water or that their heads in your lap. Yeah. Uh having a dry week is difficult. I like all these words that they use for this. A dry week. A dry week. There isn't any kind of spooge sloshing out of your pussy. Yeah, exactly. It's a dry week. Nobody wants to go in, go up in a woman that's having a dry week. Yeah. No, thanks. Having two or three weeks in a row will be devastating. Huh. Worst. Meyer said two of her clients have canceled appointments in the last three days and inquiries from new clients have dried up entirely. She has just one date scheduled this week. A man who usually pays for sex, but downgraded, he downgraded his appointment to a social lunch due to his concerns with the virus. (laughs) That's pretty poor there. (laughs) I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that poontang today, honey. But if you want to eat a sandwich with me, six feet across the table, I'll still pay for it. I'll still pay the, uh, you know, (laughs) why would you even bother? Yeah. At that point, why wouldn't you just FaceTime your friend or something? (laughs) At that point, if you're that scared, if you're that scared that you're still going to go and have lunch, you know, with some whore, just fucking FaceTime your ex-wife or something. Hey, what's up? Just need to see you. Yeah. I'm down a week's pay and we're just at the beginning of this, Myers said, with 190 cases and 22 deaths. Seattle has been hit hard with the coronavirus than any other city. Look look up Seattle. See what the the, uh, population of Seattle is. What is the population of Seattle? Must be about 63, 64 people. Yeah. Um, 724,745 as of 2017. So almost a million people. Yeah. And they're they're worried of 190 cases in a million. Mm-hmm. It's not even a drop in the bucket. Hey, those other 724, 500,000 people are, <laughs> you know, they're next. Yeah, I guess. They're next. It's been hit hard. They've been hit hard. Yeah, 22 deaths in the whole city of a million. Mm-hmm. But they had more deaths last month in fucking car wrecks. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or, or drug overdoses. 
February 2000. Let's see. Um, not giving me a count. All right. They had three die in Kings County in one night. Of drug overdoses? Yeah. Better fucking raise the red flag. Yeah. Pandemic. Yeah. Three, three ODs in one night compared to 22 deaths total. Two weeks. Yeah. It's a pandemic out there. Yeah, Fentanyl it is. pandemic. Yep. Uh, the virus, which has affected more than a thousand people nationwide. <laughs> thousand people out of 350 million. Let me go lock. Can you, can you play a song real quick? I got to go lock my door. I can't <laughs> let anybody in. It leads to the illness, uh, the the coronavirus uh, represents a perfect storm for the sex work uh, work industry. Please. It's an industry. I got news for you. You watch Sons of Anarchy, right? I do, yeah, absolutely. Okay, you remember, you remember when the Chinese came in and shot up all the girls at, uh, at, um, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, yeah, at the, um, at the porn uh, escort the, service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Tiosa Nortel or whatever it was right, called. Right, right, right. And you remember they were talking after that shooting and they asked Tig and Tig said, said, fuck, you don't even have to move the bodies and people would still come in and have sex with new girls. Right. The sex business is the most indestructible business of them all. Right. Just stop it. If you're throwing pussy around, you can get money. Exactly. It's just that simple. If you're if you're willing to throw pussy around or suck a little cock, you do not have to be broke or homeless. Just stop it. Stop overreacting again. You know, more than anything, you got the most job security of anybody. The only way you're going to fucking go out of business is if your pussy falls out. <laughs> and even then, you could probably still get some guys to let you suck their cock. Do you think, uh, let's be honest, what would it take for... Uh, a chick to not be able to make money with with sex. Let's just go through the steps. What if she was missing one foot? She could still make money. Yeah, I mean, e- even if she had a job, even if her only, uh, say, let's just say her specialty mm-hmm. was giving handies, mm-hmm. she could give handies all day long. If a girl had no arms or legs, she could still make money. Probably. Because there'd be somebody that would be willing to, there'd be somebody every day of the week be willing to fuck her. Right. And there'd be somebody willing to prop her up and <laughs> move her head on her, on their dick. <laughs> exactly. There would. That's what I'm saying. There's women that are in the porn industry. They are the last ones to worry about being broke. Right. You know by far the last people that are going to ever go bankrupt because there's always going to be somebody people won't be able to buy food but they'll still go out there and fucking spend money on pussy right it's that again i'm going to movies remembering in was a casino when um joe pesci don't make a fuck out of me Al. yeah yeah well the guy gambled his money away yeah he gambled it away but are you going to tell me that that same guy wouldn't spend Twenty dollars that he was handed on a blowjob? Yeah, probably. Of course he would. Yeah, that's what happens. Guys are terribly in, irresponsible when it comes to sex. Of course, they're the most irresponsible when it comes to that. Just stop. There's always going to be sex business. I'll bet you. 
I'll bet you the richest women in the in the depression were hookers. I'll bet you the hookers didn't feel anything, did not feel any impact on their business. Well, I mean, if you if you watch some of the really old, you know, the movies of like the uh, the towns that were established in the wild wild west, mm-hmm. the the brothels, yeah, the, the the women came out from the east mm-hmm. just to work in the brothels, yeah. I, what did the mob do? They filled it up with chicks that would suck cock and fucking booze that was illegal. Exactly. Exactly. Pussy was a big seller. They always said, I mean, they always said that that was the biggest thing of the mob for eons, for decades. Yeah. Men and women gambling and booze was always the thing. That's why they didn't want drugs in because they had all the other things. Yeah. From the Godfather, you know, it just, it's a non, it's a non-threatening vice. You know, it's a vice that doesn't hurt anybody. Right. <clears throat> That's why they didn't want to do, do drugs. Keep it with the dark people. They're animals anyway. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, intimate contact is one of the most effective ways to contract the virus, according to the Centers of Disease Control. Sex workers oh. have no social safety net to help them weather an unexpected loss for an un- for an unexpected loss of income. Many cannot afford to stop working for weeks to self-quarantine. How do you do social distancing when your salary is depending on socializing? You get a fucking sugar daddy. Yeah. Find yourself a single guy. You say, hey, you don't have the corona, neither do I. $5,000, I'll stay here all month. Stay here all month. I'll cook you some breakfast. I'll suck your cock. Repeat. Yeah. Plus, the sex industry relies on customers from the groups most at risk of contracting the virus and dying from it. Who? Who is that? Oh, well, here it is. Four out of five of my clients are men above 60 with at least one pre-existing health condition. What the fuck is she doing? She's fucking old dudes. See, look. old Old dudes that have money. I mentioned it in the chat room, and there's a guy fucking a chick with no arms or legs. <laughs> Our fans are, are ridiculous. Unfucking real. Gotta admit, seeing that, I think that that would be sex sex doll time. I think you just gotta buy a sex doll at that point. Would you fuck that or a sex doll? A uh, sex doll. I think I'm with sex doll at that yeah, point. Yeah, I can't can't deal with that. I don't think I could deal with that either. I mean, what would you have to hold on to to push it in deeper? Nothing. There's no way to get the legs and push them back. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to go sex style. Yeah. She does have good tits, though. I yeah. will say that. True. Huh. Assuming that isn't Photoshopped or something. <laughs> it's probably not. All right. <laughs> knowing Knowing our fans and knowing the world, it's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, this uh, this this late this sex worker, she uh-huh. says four out of five of my clients are men above sixty with at least one pre-existing health condition. I've already had guys tell me I'm sixty-three and I've got lung problems, so I'm out of the game for a week for a few weeks. If I were in that situation, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. For sex workers, the coronavirus uh, could not have arrived in Seattle at a worse time. 
Since 2015, the city has experienced an unprecedented spike in homelessness and drug addiction. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Could be uh, Democrat uh, control. Is it Democrat control? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very liberal city. Same thing, with San, same thing with San Francisco. Same thing. I know San Francisco is. I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. Seattle's big lib town. Yeah. Two factors that have increased the number of uh, people selling sex. Then in 2018, Congress passed two laws known as SESTA, S-E-S-T-A, and FOSTA, F-O-S-T-A, that banned escort advertisement from the Internet, a move that pushed more sex workers into outdoor prostitution. Now that the collapse in the demand of uh, sex work due to the coronavirus is driving even greater numbers of people onto the street to help make up for the loss of income. Hmm. All right, chat room. I know that there are definitely people fucking chicks with no arms and no legs. Now we don't need we don't need any more photos of that. We got it. (laughs) All of these factors combined are making sex work significantly more dangerous when there's more girls outside and less demand, people start doing things they wouldn't normally do and end up in situations that are very unsafe. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The Huffington Post spoke with two sex workers on North Aurora Avenue, Seattle's red light district, who said the recent wave of new street workers has already forced them to reduce their prices. That's yeah, capitalism and competition. Yeah. There you go. Other sex workers estimated that they are going, uh, their going rate for oral sex has fallen from around $60 to $30. Sounds like it's, you know, sounds like the market's taking care of itself because there ain't no blowjob worth 60 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's a, it's a correction. It's a market correction. That's right. Yeah. Uh, they have also mostly stopped screening clients and no longer have the luxury of declining men who give them a bad feeling. LaSalle, the co-founder of the Green Light Project, a community organization that supports street-based sex workers and drug users, says she's already hearing reports of more violent and coercive behavior from sex buyers. This that, is, I believe. Yeah. This is going to get people killed. Men are using the virus as leverage. Well, in every in every in every adverse in every adversity, there's an equivalency to benefit if you just look at look for it. I'm already taking a risk seeing you, so why should I use a condom? Oh, there you go. Other sex workers told the Huffington Post that they are receiving more demands to perform anal sex. Okay. And that pimps are trying to make up the revenue by upping their recruitment efforts. <laughs> their recruitment their efforts. Their recruitment efforts. With so many new sex workers flooding into the streets, it's becoming harder to notify them of the risks. All right. It's the same it's the same guys abusing sex workers over and over, she said. They're waiting for new girls to show up and to be terrible to them. Right. If someone comes onto the street after spending the winter inside or they're desperate to make up for their lost income, we don't have ways of warning them. None of these none of this bodes well for sex workers or for public health in the long term. Uh Myers pointed out that the lack of income and housing support for marginalized groups like sex workers 
and homeless people will make them more likely to get the disease and also spread it in more ways than one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See that that's the whole thing. The people like this, they're they're always turning to the government. Right. You know, just that just that uh, sentence alone. Mm-hmm. Housing support for marginalized people like sex workers. So why yeah. should there be support for a choice you made? Yeah. You're, first of all, it's a job that's not even legal. Yeah. And and it's your choice that you did this rather than, you know, go work, yeah. go work as a waitress or work at Walmart. You, you went for the bigger buck. Right. So that's your choice. That's a choice you made. But but now that things are turned down. Well, there's no there's no, uh, you know, housing support. Right. And we're marginalized people due to my choices. So, uh, Neely, this just in. I just won the bet. Uh, person reportedly stabbed with broken wine bottle over case of water at a Walmart. Really? Yes. Well, th- we were talking next week. Oh, okay. So that doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't no, it count that, no, it doesn't count because, because this is, I said, I said specifically, this is the weekend where the hoarding goes on. Okay. Next weekend when things kind of smooth out or even out, I don't really see it happening. All right. Fair enough. If someone starts feeling sick and they only have one appointment that week, they might take it away, she said. That's a mm-hmm. terrifying thought, but that could mean daycare for their kids. Or oh, my God. Their... Hey, uh, Johnny, here, watch Mr. Rogers or whatever the, whatever the popular kids show is now. Right. Mama's got to go out here and sell her ass on the street. I'll be back in a couple hours. <laughs> got to go eat something that looks remarkably like those strained peas you're eating. Exactly. <laughs> While its long-term impact remains unclear, the virus' most immediate effect is the exacerbation of existing inequities within the sex industry. High-priced escorts who tend to see fewer clients and work with a roster of regular customers are more likely to have savings and secondary sources of income. Now, see, now they're blaming the fact that these lower end hookers, they yeah. they don't have a reserve, but you know the higher end chicks, they're just lucky. Well, you know, I, before long, this is going to turn into a profiling case. It You're is profiling girls. They don't look good enough for you to for you the sex customer to to spend five thousand dollars on them. Yeah, you know, you're only willing to spend thirty dollars to get your dick sucked by these girls, right? <laughs> The high-priced escorts. So what makes them high-priced? Their hotness. Yeah, I guess. And the way they sell themselves. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, honestly, in, in the in the escort world, it's all about yourself. Of course it is. You it's know? it's it's the it's the you know top-notch poon. Yeah. Well, you could, but but I mean, the top-notch poon could say that she's worth ten grand, but if nobody's buying it, she's going to have to adjust to the market. Of course. You know, or. Or the other way, she might she might be making five thousand all the time, and she realizes you know she's getting tipped four thousand, so she raises her price to nine grand. Right? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. The, the, there is no market. I like how they say this like it's a market, like the fucking you know cereal market, buying cereals or whatever. It's not a market. It's a very individual choice thing. Yeah. You know, there's a reason that certain girls the. Certain girls that look certain ways are always going to get paid more. 
blonde, big titted girl is always going to make more than fucking toothless, flat chested, toothless fat, girl. Yeah. Toothless girl or, or flat. So, or whatever. Uh-huh. It's always going to be that way. Cause guys, if look, let's just break down what the sex industry is. It's fucking something that you really can't generally attain. Right. That's what it is. There's two reasons for it. The street whores are, I just need a nut and I really don't want to waste time on dating. I just need to get, get fucking blown or I just need some ass. Right. That's, that's what street hookers for are for the expensive high end ones is 100% about fucking chicks that you, you would never attain any other way. So you, you, you put four or five grand together and you fuck a 20 when you're used to fucking threes, right? That's how it works. High-priced escorts who tend to see fewer clients and work with a roster of regular customers are more likely to have savings and secondary sources of income. Huffington Post uh, spoke with sex workers who have side jobs designing jewelry, making costumes for theater production, and translating legal documents. So these girls have, you know, something on the ball aside from their twat. Well, you know, they're just doing it to get through college. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. Some also have the accounts on websites where they sell access to nude pictures. They have live chats or homemade pornography for monthly subscribers. Others have started touring to cities where the virus, let's see, they have started touring to cities where the virus and its uh, attended attendant fears aren't as prominent. So they go where the work is. Yeah, of course. Sex I workers. Street horse can't afford that. Right, of course. Sex workers at the lower end of the market don't have the same options. Many street workers lack the professional photographs, webcams, desktop computers necessary to move into online sex work. Well, maybe you should have spent your money more wisely. Or or get the right pimp. Yeah, you should have been like Chris Aiken and built a new app today. You should have built your new website today. I watched a, a documentary about the porn industry. I think we talked about it even on the show. I don't remember what it was called, but it showed these girls that, you know, were coming from nothing and they would hook up with this dude and they all lived in a house and then they would build them, you know, they had to give the guy so much of the money, but they would build a following. And remember this? And, and they were building social media following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, and, they were building their whole, uh, their whole brand. Yeah, they were building their brand and they had to pay the guy like 50% of their money or whatever, but they did it for a year or two. And then they branched off because they had built up the big following on like Twitter or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So then they would leave and try it on their own. Sure. You know, that's all these girls have to do. They just have to, you know, just face it. You're going to have to pay 50%. You're going to have to fucking fuck the owner of the the house once a day or whatever. (laughs) Part of the game. Yeah. I mean, you're a sex worker anyway. What difference does it make? You're doing, you're doing illegal work. So you're going to be treated like shit. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be fucking handed fucking, you know, United States work rights. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get, you know, workers comp when you're unemployed, unemployed or whatever. You're a fucking street whore. Your job is to suck cock. If that's how you have to make money, then fucking do it. Yep. That's your gig. Due to a history of domestic violence or their own day jobs, many can't risk to upload pictures of their faces. On North, well, then you can't be in the business. Right. On North Aurora, a significant percentage of sex workers sleep in the hotel room paid for by their clients every night. 
We're telling okay. people to wash as much as they can, but some sex workers don't have access to hot water and soap between sessions. <laughs> what oh. are they doing? They're fucking nasty. <laughs> They're not washing up and hitting up the next dude. So you're much better to fuck them at five o'clock at night than one in the morning. Exactly. That's what telling you. Exactly. You're going to be swimming in somebody at, at five other guys jizz. If you fuck them at one in the morning. Yep. Pleasant. We're down to 15 packs of hand sanitizer when we're used to giving out thousands per week. Hmm. Some parts of the industry have been hit harder than others. Massage parlors, for example, have been losing business for years due to the increased number of high-profile anti-traffic raids. Uh, in reality, few massage parlor workers are trafficked. Most are undocumented women in their 40s and 50s unable to find other forms of employment. So go back home yeah. since you're not supposed to be here anyway, since you're illegally here. Yeah. After Corona appeared in China, customers slowed to a trickle due to an anti-Asian xenophobia. Is that what it That's is? It's xenophobia. It's untrue. Yes. That's a hundred percent untrue. Nobody, nobody, no one stopped fucking Asian whores because of the Wuhan virus. There's not one person on this planet that's ever going to tell you, you know, I was thinking about getting some Asian cooch, some Asian coochie tonight, but you know, I heard about that Wuhan virus. So I didn't, <clears throat> that just is not happening. Yeah. That's a well, well, they're, they're blaming it on racism. Yeah, I know, but it, it's not, it's, it's 100% not, it's, it's not true that it's because they don't want fucking Asian pussy. Yeah. Not racist. It's just a decision. Well, guess what? Some people don't. Guys like Neely would never fuck a black chick. That's not even being racist. That's not racist. I hate to tell you. That's not racist. That's just not what he's into sticking his dick into. That's preference. Yeah. You can have a preference that doesn't fucking work for everything, for right. everybody. Right. You know? I mean, if you have, if we're going to go by that, then any preference on anything you do is is racist. Yeah, on of course. Some well, that's, well, that's what they're trying to you know, that's that's the way things have been moving is no matter what your preference is, it's probably racist. Yeah. So so if you don't want to fuck fat girls, you're what? You're, you're fat shaming? Yeah. Is that what that is? That's pretty much it. Yeah. And if you don't want to fuck girls without um, arms, then you're fucking handicap shaming. No. And if you if you don't want to fuck a, a, a transgender, you're mm -hmm. you're a transgender phobe. Yeah. Or, or, you know, homophobic or whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, go fuck yourself with all this bullshit. Right. Stop it. Now that the virus has arrived in the U.S., revenues have plummeted even further. Business is down to the point where workers are saying they simply don't have any right now. Uh, let's see. Business is down to the point where workers are saying they simply don't have any right now, said uh, Kate Zen, the co-founder of Red Canary Song, which works with migrant sex migrant sex workers migrant sex workers they're, okay they're scraping by with what they have saved up and are trying their best to hold out as long as they can mm. strip club workers have been affected by the outbreak of this uh by the outbreak's unique economic impact customers mm. are using the 6 foot rule and social distancing as an excuse not to buy a lap dance it's an excuse that's the excuse because because of the coronavirus? Yeah. I got news for this fucking Yahoo that wrote this story. 
no one's doing that either. If they're in the strip club, they already know they're in a fucking Petri dish. <laughs> if they're just walking, I, I mean, dude, you've been to a strip club every so often, yeah, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, but yeah, I've been to a few. Every time you've gone in, you knew you were in a filthy yeah, environment. Yeah, of course, right? it is filthy. That's That was the, the one that always made me wonder. It's just like, how do guys go there for the lunch buffet? Yeah, it's like, who would eat there? Who would eat a roast beef sandwich at the fucking strip club? <laughs> Just fucking microscopic flecks of shit coming out of their fucking thongs. And, you know, when they throw the thong or the, you know, the especially the thong, they throw the thong. That thing's been wedged all the way up their ass. Even if it's just a, the slightest micro microbe of shit. Right. It just goes up in the air and you either breathe it in or it gets on your fucking, you know, roast beef and, and fries. Yeah. Uh, and you tamp it down with some mustard and ketchup and just fucking eat it. Right. Yuck. Yep. Anybody eats at a strip club, that's a fucking. <laughs> I don't even like to drink in the strip club. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I would never get a draft in a in a strip club, would you? No. I, I'll I'll take a bottled beer if I watch them open it. And even that I'm wiping it off before I <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't you? Uh, yeah, you know, I I don't boy, I tell you what, I the last time I was at a strip club, yeah, boy, I gotta think it's been at least 12 years. It's been a while for me. I don't like the strip clubs yeah, very much. I, I, I've been, I could probably count on two hands the number of strip clubs I've been in. I could count on like 50 hands the yeah. number, <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I've been a couple of times with Stephanie and with AJ and John. We've gone to the strip club a few times, but but ugh, no just can't yeah it, it's it's not fun to me it's not fun it's it, it's no more impressive than watching porn honestly because you're getting the same level of no contact anyway you know at least if i'm watching porn i could jerk my dick you know there's nothing worse than getting all sexed up and not being <laughs> able to touch your cock <laughs> fuck that um anyway customers are using the six foot rule and social distancing as an excuse not to buy lap dances but they're still going to the club and exposing dancers to the virus it's not the dancers exposing the customers to the virus it's vice versa right exactly strippers have to pay a house fee of 140 to 160 dollars per night to work at the club they make most of their money from individual dances and tips I spoke to someone last night who used to earn $4,000 per week. She hasn't made any money in two weeks and made $20 on Sunday, and she's $1,000 in debt from the house fee. She makes four grand a week, and she's broke? Yeah. What'd she do with all that money? Who knows? Should that we feel worse for her than we do the person that delivers pizza or, um, you know, um, what other? What, what's another good job that you have to that's going to be suffering from this well, DoorDash any, or any, whatever, any restaurant job, any restaurant job, any, any clothing store, you know, are people going to go into clothing stores and try on clothes and shit? Probably not. Probably not. So what about those people? Should we feel worse for the sex worker than the person that fucking helps you find the inseam on your slacks? <laughs> I think not. This girl was earning 16 grand a month and she's broke. She's broke. 16 grand a month. Yeah. Making 200 grand a year. Yeah. Showing her tits. So stop, stop, stop thinking I'm going to feel bad for you. Yeah. I'm not. 
For now, many sex workers are taking steps to keep themselves and their clients safe from the virus. Jessica Brown, a high-end escort who charges $500 per hour with a two-hour minimum, has waived her cancellation. She's got a cancellation fee. Wow. And added hand sanitizer to the nightstand in her workspace. <laughs> her workspace. Her workspace. <laughs> it's three inches of, of uh, beat flap. That's her workspace. A small workspace. Yeah. And request that the clients wash their hands as they enter the room while she's always cleaned her space regularly, known as a douche. She is known. She is now sterilizing everything that has been touched, including bottles of lube. She needs mm. lube. I guess sheets and sex toys every, every after every session. What was she doing before? I don't know. You know, dude. And I was just thinking that reading this story. I'm sure this story was meant to to um, convince people to be more generous toward the sex trade. Yeah. Listen to this story now. I don't want it's it's like giving the opposite effect on me. Yeah, it's just like, well, what were you doing prior to this outbreak? It's like, who wants to fuck these dirty girls? <laughs> and dirty and not the good way. Right. Just dirty. Yes. Ugh. Brown has also started coaching her older clients about what to say if they have have to be quarantined and health workers ask them about their recent contacts in front of their wives. Mm -hmm. She instructed them to say that they had a business meeting with her and uses aliases she uses when she speaks at a sex health conference. I'm going okay. out of my way to let clients and my colleagues know about my cleanliness practices, Brown said. Mm, nothing more sexy than that. <laughs> my, my, my cleanliness practices. I take a shower and scrub out my fucking pussy with a bottle, with a bottle cleaner. Yeah, with a bottle every, brush. Yeah. Every, every time a guy goes up in me, I jam a bottle brush up my snapper and clean it out thoroughly. No crust coming out of my pussy. Right. No, ugh, that's as, hot. As for the industry as a whole, Brown is looking for reasons to be optimistic. It's like when we had that huge snowstorm last year. Some clients were home with their families and others were single and bored. For some, for, let's see. For example, some forms of sex work declined, but others took their place. Now it's possible the industry may move online or indoors in ways no one has even envisioned. See, there's that silver lining in every dark cloud, huh? That's right. Alex Andrews, the co-founder of Swope, S-W-O-P, behind Bars, a community outreach organization that supports incarcerated sex workers, echoed this view, pointing out that the sex industry is remarkably resilient to external events like recession, political shifts, and even, yes, disease outbreak, just like Chris just said. Yeah. I think that uh, we'll have a brief drop, she said, but ultimately nothing stands in the way of people wanting sex. There you go. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I read this article. And yeah. I really did. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't call it the world's oldest p profession for nothing, right? Of course. It, it's 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 foolproof. There's no way to stop it other than kill every guy. Right. And even then, I don't know that you'd stop it. Even then, the chicks would just start eating each other's puss. <laughs> All right. One short story and we'll take a break. All right. This is something that you uh, dug up. 
Okay. Um, according to a report, the coronavirus is making the sex life of those involved with cuckoldry <laughs> within their relationships a, a little bit more challenging. Yeah, it's, it's more difficult. <laughs> yeah. A tweet containing a screenshot from Reddit post from the uh, Palamori community shows the gripe of a cuckold who cannot find a public place to enjoy some peace and quiet while his significant other is sexually satisfied by a third per person. <laughs> the Reddit Redditor who goes by the pseudonym of uh, suit. Onim tells the uh, internet board about his problem. Mm -hmm. He starts starts by saying, so my office has us all working from home for a couple of weeks. So as one staff member's wife is undergoing tests, he continues, this means I am now going to be home all the time for a couple of weeks. My wife has an online relationship that usually their interaction is mostly during the day while I'm at the office. I'm not sure the best way to really give them, uh, give them for that. Let's see. I'm not sure the best way to really give them poorly I'm not i'm not really sure the best way to really give them their space during this time i guess that's what he means i okay. know that me being home all day will very much have a different energy in our tiny apartment <laughs> the pseudonym the pseudonym man later offers those with supposedly dis who will dispense him advice of new ideas he adds, the only thing I can think of so far that would be safe for all involved would be that I might need to take a long walk to leave right. for 60 to 90 minutes here and there with some uh, coordination. So I'm very polite about planning return times. <laughs> all right, honey, I'm leaving the house. Yeah, you can fuck Bob now. Yeah, I'll be back in uh, an hour and 45 minutes. So go. Yeah. And take some dick. Yeah. <laughs> At least the troubled Redditor considers the possibility of his carrying the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Pseudonym finishes by offering the floor to the internet saying, anyone have any other ideas? <laughs> I don't know if I'm a vector and won't be for a while, so I don't want to be going to libraries, malls, and movies. Some Redditors wrote possible solutions to the problem. One user by the name of Eats Crackers wrote, and if you might be a carrier, that means your wife might be as well. I assume that you're going to be based in one room. Seems that the equitable solution is to say, I need this room all day. My breaks are at X and Y and with lunch at Z, and I may wander through to the other room during those times to pee, eat, whatever, and I'll try not to get in your face the best I can. I mean, you're working, so that kind of needs to be a priority, but there's still privacy and space to be had, even in one-bedroom apartment. Right. Well, look at that practical advice. Yeah, it's good advice. Yeah. And that's about it. Dude, I coughed one time here on the show, and now everybody in the chat was like, Chris has got the virus. Yeah. I'm coughing. Stop it. Just stop. You know. If I do have the virus, so fucking what? Yeah, it's not going to affect you over your speakers. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to get sick, so who gives a shit? Yeah, why do you worry about it? Yeah, might affect you if I die. 
because you won't have nothing to listen to on Saturday. Yeah, but. then I'll then I'll get all the emails. God damn it! Why'd Chris have to die? Why didn't he care more, Neely? Yeah, why didn't he prevent the virus? He should have taken better care of himself. Should have eaten better and exercised and got away from anybody with the virus. Yeah, now we don't have anything to listen to. This is the worst. <laughs> it's horrible. The worst ever. Yep. My favorite show ended because Chris died with the virus. He didn't take care of himself. Now he's deprived us all. He fucked us, man. <laughs> Cares about his family. What about Saturday nights, man? Got nothing left to listen to. It sucks. Now I got to go and listen to Decibel Geek. <laughs> and that's not the same. My life is ruined. Yeah. Get the shit. So what? <laughs> off. Fuck off. There's a million hours of us on the on the web. Listen yeah. to that. Yeah. I'm denying it. That's the first sign of the virus. <laughs> Could have it. Who knows? Well, I haven't really dealt with anybody this week, so I don't know where I would have got it from. Well, Chris, as I said earlier in the show, denial is not a river in Egypt. Oh. All right, let's play a couple of tunes. All right. PC in the chat room wanted to hear some ACDC, some dog eat dog. Okay. So that's what the uh, the prostitutes in Seattle will be doing. <laughs> dog eat dog. Little K-Gogi action for them. Exactly. All right, here's ACDC exclusively here. On your classic metal show. <laughs> 